Mao's Chinese People's Vanguard Anti-Japanese Red Army was fighting with its back to the Great Wall and the Xinjiang Desert, outnumbered, outarmed, but not outgeneraled. The Great Chiang was making one last great push to wipe out his rebel generals forever. And now, only the Yellow River's greasy flood intervened. The fanatical troops of Mao were low on food, clothing, ammunition, rifles, horses, but they were holding out at the Yellow River, dying on the wintry plains of Shenxi. The two-seater roared forward into the fray, hungry prop chopping off the distance in a churning blaze of light. John Hampton squared around in the front cockpit of the Bristol and shoved his throttle full out. The clanking rolls trembled in its mounts. The ancient Bristol's wings shivered, the patched fuselage angled away. Cho's twin Lewis guns rattled ferociously, and the southern two-seater veered hastily off. Hampton had taken the burst. Now he could go home. He touched rudder and stick and stood the Bristol around. The two-seater executed a swift 360. Bow guns going, it clamped itself to the Bristol's tail. Tracer ate up from the rudder toward the gunner's pit, gobbling small round holes which smoked in the slipstream. Hampton verticaled, cocking his right wing down at the river's yellow face. Cho raked the two-seater from prop to rudder, his wide eyes alight with joy. But the southern plane was not touched in any vital spot. Pilot and gunner, caring little about an ancient Bristol, swooped away and came back under the Bristol's belly. Hampton kicked rudder. Cho was almost over the side with his guns. He fired short, rapping bursts downward into the other two-seater's nose. The Bristol straightened out again. Hampton was once more heading toward his field, away from the river. The southern ship scrambled for height, went over the hump, and streaked down. Cho, leaning back against the rim of his pit, centered his sights on the two-seater's nose and again let drive. Small round holes, gashed by southern bullets, crept up the tail inch by inch. Cho held his shaking guns and shouted defiance into the shattered wind. The holes came inevitably forward. Hampton verticaled away. The two-seater hung on. Cho's words rose to a shrill scream, audible even above the yowl of engines and guns. He was driving his bullets with every ounce of energy he possessed. The two-seater followed around. Once more, the yellow waters were under the Bristol's canted wings. Once more, the southern slugs were eating into the Bristol's fabric, wrapping steadily forward to the gunner's pit. Cho leaned into his Lewis guns. His bullets were almost gone. His target was never in place. But he yelled and defied the southern dogs to try their worst. The slugs came up the turtleback, smoking as they riveted wood and steel. Cho's last bullets were chattering out. Two-seater's prop was in his sights. The target was fair, coming straight on for an instant. Cho held on. The southern slugs passed over the mount, drove black dots into the leather seat, into the floor, into the empty ammunition racks. The southerner's prop exploded into a fanning pattern of fragments. Smoke swept out from under the two-seater's cowl. Cho was holding on. The two-seater lurched and dived helpless into the yellow water, sending up a soaring column of dirty spray. Cho grinned feebly. He raised his hand halfway. It dropped suddenly over the side, and Cho sagged over the skyward, pointing guns. A small, dark trickle ran out of his mouth and out of his sleeve to blend together and match the scarlet of the red star on the Bristol's side. 
Cho grinned again. He coughed and tried to right himself. His head dropped limply to wobble against the bright steel of his gun mounts. Hampton looked back and saw him. He knew nothing could be done. The two-seater was a scattered patchwork raft floating slowly down with the murky river. The sky was clear. The barricades on the eastern shore were once again dotted with puffs of volley fire. Joe's glazed eyes looked down and back at them, not caring now. The wind had carried the fight far down the stream, across many bends of the tortuous course. When Hampton spotted his position, he saw that the closest way home was through enemy country. But the two-seater was gone, and even though his gunner was dead, as long as his motor continued to run, there was nothing to be feared. Hampton was shaken. It was a new experience for him. His life was such an even, listless plane. He had seen many men...